0: You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and we're in County Wicklow and on Oakwood Stables and we're going to hear about what an equestrian centre is like in Ireland and where students come from and Amanda Dunn is here with me, Amanda runs Oakwood Sta- Stables. First of all Amanda, thanks a million for letting me come along and chatting.
1: Not at all, you're very welcome, it's be here
0: we're here on a beautiful day, that's the first thing we have to say. Stunning weather, stunning scenery.
1: It is, it's very pretty here in County Wicklow and you've picked a very good day to visit. I'd like to say it's like this all the time, but anybody that knows Ireland knows that you can expect to appreciate many seasons in one day.
0: So, to start back a piece, you were not born into the country life, you were born into city life.
1: Yes, we uh, both myself and my husband Gary were born in Dublin and uh, went to school in Dublin. Uh, Dublin in those days maybe wasn't. uh, We lived in the outskirts of of Dublin, South Dublin, and in those days it was still there was still plenty of room to maybe have ponies or you know ride etc. But as we grew older and Dublin city started to um, expand, uh, in order for us to have the room for our horses, we decided to move. To Wicklow, um, which has turned out to be a really good idea. We're still going to be an hour from Dublin if we want to visit, right. but it leaves us this amazing space and scenery to enjoy our horses as well. You
0: don't miss the buzz of city life?
1: Uh, no, to be honest, no. Anybody can go into the city for an hour or for an evening and enjoy it, but for me, um, although I worked in the city for quite some time when I was younger, I don't miss it at all. I, mm. I like to visit occasionally, but um, certainly don't need to be there every day.
0: So Amanda you say you, when you were growing up you, had, you were in, had a love of horses and even though you were on the perimeter of the city you had space for them so uh, in moving to Wicklow a natural progression I suppose then of your love of horses was the creation of Oakwood Stables.
1: Well it all really happened quite by accident I have to admit because um, Um, people who know Ireland well will know that there was a huge economic crisis um, a a number of years ago and we found ourselves in a position where um, we thought we had provided for the future and for our children and then all of a sudden overnight with the the, the bank crashing and the property thing going uh, astray everything turned upside down for us and we had to just reassess our lives a little and see, you know, we could have cried over all of the things that didn't go so well, but instead we decided to pick up the pieces and look around us and say how lucky we were and how resourceful we could be in, in using what was our family home and actually turning it into um, a business. So we we rethought everything and with the help of Wicklow County Partnership, we um, started a little business on a trial basis, inviting um, international students to come and ride and also to learn English language. Uh, that is five or six years ago now and all I can say is what a pity we didn't think of it sooner. It's It's been great and really a wonderful um, success and it's given us a new lease of life to both enjoy our beautiful property and to share it with other people.
0: So, you just said what you're doing is uh, bringing students in from abroad. Mm-hmm. Dual purpose to learn the language, but also to learn uh, their skills, improve their skills. On
1: Absolutely, horse. yep. They mm-hmm. can um, choose from three different writing courses. One we call just Summer Riding Week, where. People like to come and literally just ride. They get up in the morning, have their breakfast, there's a morning ride, lunch, afternoon ride. And some of the um, parents in particular from maybe Italy and France are keen for their children to study English language um, as well as riding. So we have a formal English class every day for those that choose the Riding with English program. And then we also welcome quite advanced riders who come to hone their competition skills and maybe ride some of our more experienced ponies and horses. And after a little training and when we get to know each other, they can also have the opportunity to compete while they're here, which is very exciting.
0: So you then provide accommodation for the students?
1: Absolutely. If you look across the yard there, we have a a custom built bungalow, which we use um, to accommodate all of our, our visitors.
0: So they're not only getting that, they're getting this the Irish country, rural life, and I suppose from a safety perspective, because you're very much in a rural location, it must give the parents great comfort.
1: It really does, and they love the fact that we're not a huge equestrian centre, they still have that feeling of being part of the family. and. Um, I assume we must be doing something right because we have children who are coming back to us year after year after year and it has become just quite a big international family. It's
0: right. So Amanda, good. when you say it's a big international family, how far afield are your students coming from? Uh,
1: the first year or two we were supported mainly um, from Italy. Um, you know the way Ireland works, always somebody always knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. And when we first started to, when we first thought of this business, um, I had some help from a friend of mine that I was actually in school with and she put me in touch with an Italian agent. Uh, so we began with Italian business and um, that then, uh, after a couple of years, we were also then um, having some Spanish children and some French children. And this year, it's it's quite incredible because we are welcoming one or two or maybe even three Um, teenagers from America we have a girl from Bulgaria we have a little girl who's only 10 years old and she's coming all the way from Kenya Um, usually what happens is Maybe, maybe a family might decide to come to Ireland on a holiday and maybe one of their children is particularly interested in riding, so the parents or the remainder of the family might base themselves in Wickham and enjoy everything that Wicklow has to offer, while one or two of the children would prefer to stay here and ride. And hmm. um, So it can be a family holiday, although the, family, the entire family doesn't stay with us.
0: So how many students can you accommodate at a time?
1: Well, by the looks of this list that I'm working on here at peak capacity, we are up to about 28 at a time.
0: So they would come uh, 28 for a week and then uh, or some would come for longer?
1: Yeah, some come for longer. You you know, you, it, It's entirely up to the parents, but yeah. some children come for a week. We have fortnightly stays three weeks and some children stay as long as a month.
0: Nice.
1: It just depends.
0: And mm-hmm. would when you say you're getting ready for the season, for you, what is the season? When do you do look at it, we kicks off? And when it's it all ends?
1: around school holidays, really, for us. Okay. So we are starting this year on the 10th of June with a small group, as they must break up from school quite early. And we'll go all the way through till the end of August. And then we'll also expect some... German and French children around the Halloween time, you know, around October, because they have two or three weeks holidays at that time of year as well.
0: Right. So to accommodate 28 students, how many horses do you need to... We have, have
1: 40 need. horses right. and ponies mixed.
0: Right.
1: So right. that usually allows us to uh, make good matches, you know, between maybe beginners or more advanced riders or taller people, smaller people. Yeah.
0: So Amanda, the, some of the students then that you mentioned earlier on are going to get the opportunity to be, uh, to participate in competition. Uh, so yes, uh,
1: yeah, that's um, a, a very um, exciting concept, in fact it has proved to be quite popular because our history, and as I explained to you the reason how we, we started this business was a new beginning for us and we had to examine what resources we had and come up with a new business idea, but of my children rode and, and competed and we had quite a lot of horses and ponies already here that were extremely well trained and suitable for for competition purposes so again they just sort of remained part of the family and then we decided well they could help us with our new business as well so we were able were able to cater for quite advanced riders because we have suitable animals for them to ride when they come so, uh, for example, if you have somebody competing in show jumping in a country such as Italy, and you know, there's certain um, structures and rules about it to ride a for example, a one four eight centimetre pony in competition, you need to be under sixteen years old, and you can ride in show jumping over fences that range in height from ninety centimetres all the way up to one meter and thirty. So we'd have a good chat with the parents and the, the student before they come and design a bespoke program or a bespoke riding program for them if they choose what we call our special stages course right. and they'll train here with me and uh, my husband and the other staff for a few days a week we might have a practice at a competition venue and then all going well if we've made a good match between rider and pony or horse we'll return to that venue at the weekend where they'll actually compete which is an amazing experience for any young rider, you know, to have a feel of riding internationally.
0: It also means that they get to see different parts of the country, if you Oh you're bringing yes, them, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. I know you um, you were out in Connemara, was it the weekend, because you...
1: Yes, we went to uh, visit the west of Ireland, and to uh, we went to the Connemara pony sale out in Clifton. We didn't buy on this occasion, but um, I was very tempted, and perhaps we will the next time.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, then, in the kids coming and that get the opportunity to compete, Um, that adds to their ability then on a competition level when they go home.
1: Absolutely, because they're being trained at a very high level, riding um, very experienced ponies. So they get, um, under my guidance, I'm a Sure Jumping Ireland accredited uh, coach and it just gives us plenty of time to maybe hone in and develop certain skills. And um, without a doubt, they, they learn a lot while they're here, and it adds to, to, to their um, experience generally.
0: Now, while we've been talking about the equestrian side of things, having 28 students here resident mm-hmm. means that there's a nice catering um, effort that you have to put in on a daily basis and to look.
1: Absolutely, and it is so much fun. There are days that we go, oh. Lord, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? But we find that by including everybody, you know, for example, if there is a group coming from Italy or Spain, usually they travel with a group leader. If there isn't a parent on board, perhaps um, we have a lovely uh, group leader called Pilar who comes um, from Cheyenne uh, near Madrid. And She'll bring 10 fabulous little children with her. So if Pilar is here, well then we're going to have a Spanish theme for the week and While the children are riding she might be very busy preparing lunch or preparing something nice to eat in the evening And it's just all hands on deck and right. um, Nobody's gone home hungry.
0: So. And what about then in the evenings? Uh, because I, again, yeah. I would say that if someone has been out all day um, working uh, playing or w- with the animals um is there any cultural aspect that you attach to the evenings?
1: Uh, well, there certainly is. Um, at the, we don't—they don't ride seven days a week, so we'll always plan something um, at the weekend and outing. Um, as they are generally all really interested in horses, uh, we might go to a local pony show, or if there, you know, this type of field day that might be on during the summertime, you know, we, we might go down to British Bay. Um, or to a local agricultural show, which they're always really, you know, if they're coming from big cities where they don't really uh, have hands on field with animals and things, to go to somewhere like Gory Agricultural Show in the summertime is an amazing day out and right. um, so th- th- there's plenty of, of things that we can do if th- for children that are here during august of course we go up to dublin and have um, a day out at dublin yeah. international show which is a real treat
0: indeed it would be mm-hmm. it would be and um, you mentioned pilar coming from spain mm-hmm. so obviously she comes back on a regular basis bringing a group so yes
1: m- as does francesca from italy and you know we have a few um agents that we've now really become very friendly with. Right. And we look forward to seeing them every year.
0: Right. So your first major group this year, when are you expecting them? Oh,
1: we are so busy from the 17th of June.
0: Right.
1: And that'll be a lovely mixed group of um, Italian and French children, Uh, Irish children, of course, all interact on a daily basis. They're here. um, You know, they arrive as day students. Okay. and, And interact with all of the international students and i can quite safely say that there's been a lot of very long-term friendships have been made here and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity i wish that we'd had this business when my own children were growing up right. because i think they really would have made such amazing friends for life
0: so when you mentioned that the local uh, yeah. groups coming yeah. so you if you have 28 um international students how many more then can you accommodate locally would you say
1: um so there's days here where we could have 40 children you know Mm. um it just depends but uh the irish children are just very happy to be here so for example if we didn't have enough ponies for everybody to ride they're happy enough to just be here and maybe groom and help to tack and just be part of what's going on and we uh, you know we might rotate things you know if some of the children are doing english language class it leaves ponies free for others to ride but um we do our best to include everybody, but during the very busy weeks, there's only so much work any, any little pony can do, so the, the welfare of the ponies is, is of utmost uh, importance.
0: Sounds like it's a relatively short season, in one word, because if it's really June to September and then a few mm-hmm. little spots in between, mm-hmm. um, it must be... And much is it a downtime, and I don't mean it just quietness, like do you it, that you don't have as much to do, so there isn't as much excitement for nine months of the year that you're literally waiting?
1: well, no, because you see it really we, we my uh, youngest son James is competing, so we also have his competition horses here, so. There's just never a dull moment here. We can never find a day off, no matter how many months or are in a year. There's always something to do. So, while we're not, on months that we're not busy with holiday students, we'd be busy um, preparing the competition horses and taking them out to competitions. And um, there's always something like a, a, a competition, a sale. During the winter, we're feeding and feeding and feeding, looking after the horses because while they're, you know, very busy being ridden during the summer holidays, they have to be looked after you 12 know. months of the indeed, year indeed. and then we'd often be um, you know, there's a little, we'd buy and sell a little bit, you know, we'd buy young horses and uh, train them, uh, break them in and train them and prepare them so th- we might be preparing them for sale and then maybe buying other new ones to replace them, mm-hmm. so there's always something to do. And
0: do you do any breeding?
1: A little, we did breed a few a couple of years ago and then we stopped and now we're getting back into it again so right. we've bred some Connemara ponies and uh, two of our competition mares who are retired from competition at the moment we're starting this year to um, to breed with them.
0: Now I know we're sitting here in a lovely afternoon and y- um, you mentioned that you have a group coming today so what's the program for the programme
1: this afternoon is that we have a mixed group mixed group of boys and girls ranging in age from as young as 10 um, up to our two French working students who are going to join our lesson this afternoon as well. They're around 20 years old and I'm taking a group of six out onto the cross-country course because it's such a really nice day uh, we're going to take full advantage of that and just go out for a cross-country lesson around the farm.
0: Now, when you mention cross-country, competition and what we would be very familiar with in the likes of the Dublin Horse Shows Mm. is within a confined arena. So, when you bring someone out cross-country, how far would then go on?
1: Well, we have 50 acres here, and it's all um, (coughs) divided in quite small... um, It's in small divisions. So, it's a really nice, safe training ground for for children and ponies. We have... Uh, built cross country, natural fences out around the farm, with uh, primarily safety in 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 mind, because you want to enjoy the feeling of countering out across fields. But um, you know, with ponies and small children, and when they're learning, you have to make sure that the fences are all very safe for them to negotiate. Um, it, it's fantastic. It's extremely appealing to the again to the international students who might not have as much access to cross-country training as we do here. Right. The ponies love it, the children love it and it does give them a great sense of freedom and improves their riding skills for the need to be able to you know, control a pony out in the open rather than, as you say, in a confined arena. So yes. it um, has multiple um, appealing aspects to it. Mm.
0: Now we come from a, a, a place where we see lots and lots of snow for a long period of the year and I know it can happen here occasionally uh-huh. that, you <laughs> that, that you can get, find yourself either snowed in or, or uh, I understand this past year was probably a difficult year?
1: It, it's probably the most difficult winter that we've ever had since we lived here and while the snow was really exciting on day one and maybe day two by day three we absolutely had enough of it because right. you know with um, With you guys uh, in Canada, you're quite used to having snow, and therefore you'd have all of the um, equipment Mm. needed to manage snow, but here, in a totally Irish way, I mean, yes, we did have snow, but everything just totally closed down, and it was impossible, I mean, there was no schools, no shops, no transport, all of our pipes were frozen, we had to carry water from the stream out around all the fields into all the stable horses, and it, it Became Tarson rather quickly. I think. If How long did
0: it last up around here?
1: Oh, I think for ten days, maybe something like that. But it wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> because we're simply not accustomed to Agreed, it. We uh, absolutely didn't know how to cope right, with it. That's right. I mean, you, you honestly would have been laughing a a mere fall of snow and, and Ireland just stopped.
0: So, given the two of animals here, mm. that would have been a tremendous concern if you are literally uh, weathered in for 10 days.
1: Mm. We managed very well because we had plenty of feed in stock. So, right. it just meant that. There was quite a lot of work attached to physically going out and feeding them because yes. they weren't able to graze because the grass was covered in snow. Yeah. Um, so we were just carrying out hay and, and water was probably more important even than. Yes. than You know yes. the, all the water drinkers were completely uh, frozen solid. So you know we don't. I, I assume in Canada you have water drinkers that don't freeze or pipes that are lagged and they don't freeze. But we didn't have any of that. So everything was difficult for a while, but we got mm-hmm. over it.
0: Right, mm. so I understand that uh, after a while we get an opportunity maybe to chat with one or two of the students that may be here today if we're lucky.
1: Yes, Um. And I'm probably going to have to go outside soon and start to get ready for their arrival but you'd be very welcome to come out and I'll introduce you to a few people and That'd you be can come and see and has been great on the cross.
0: It's been fascinating and great chatting and um, uh, as we didn't say on here but it was your son who is now living in our neck of the woods in Ottawa, mm-hmm. who um, initiated the, the connection here. Um, are you, or should I ask, what inspired him to move from this beautiful part of the country to, to well, Ottawa?
1: That's a good question. He, um, uh, we spoke about the economic downturn here and the year that my two eldest children would have uh, finished in university, it was quite difficult because as I said, the the economy was not good here, and therefore there was very limited um, employment prospects for them. Even though they were very well educated with college degrees and, and um, a master's on top of that, so uh, just to, he did manage to ha- you know to find a few jobs locally and gain some experience, but felt that he did need to travel mm-hmm. to um, broaden his experience and gain some t- some further work experience. Um, I believe that we're expecting him home again now in July, so um, hopefully he'll be luckier now on the employment front. And then, of course, um, on, added to that, he met a lovely Canadian girl um, on in Berlin, and uh, that was why he moved to to Ottawa was to mm-hmm. go and spend some time with her and her family. So.
0: And are, is it your intention or have you managed to visit Ottawa yet?
1: I haven't yet, no, but you never know what might happen mm. in the future.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Amanda, thanks William, for taking us. You're
1: welcome. Lovely to be able